Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. It, uh, it's been a while since we last spoke with uh, Tim Hughes. Tim is one of the partners at Lavelle Law, but uh, we will correct that oversight on the podcast today. Hi, everybody. Jim Mitchell back with you. And uh, having Tim Hughes join me for a brief conversation always promises to be uh, an enlightening experience. We, we learn quite a bit when he's here in our short visits. Today we're going to turn the spotlight toward the IRS and get a better understanding of a new initiative on their end, in which uh, it appears that third-party collection agencies are being brought in to assist in collecting past due taxes. So we've got a lot to learn. Uh, good afternoon, Tim. Thanks for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure talking with you. So start us off by explaining you know, what, what's happened here with the IRS, if you can, and, and maybe a little bit about the rationale for why they've made this change. Well, the rationale is that the uh, IRS is budget has been getting slashed uh, year after year, and they're operating at uh, pre-2010 levels. So obviously the cost of government keeps going up, and their mandate to collect taxes with smaller staff gets harder and harder. So they've proposed, or well, back in December of 2015, Congress enacted uh, uh, an act to allow them to retain outside private collection agencies to collect. And uh, it's being tested with four different collection agents, uh, CBE out of Iowa, Conserve out of New York, Performant out of California, and then a second uh, New York company called Pioneer. And they're there to try to collect on accounts that are past due. Now, you mentioned staffing there, and I, I seem to recall us having a conversation several years ago about the IRS cutting back on their enforcement staff. So is this sort of an offshoot of that, that they, as you said, they don't have the internal staff, so now they're using outside sources to do the what they used to do on a regular basis? Correct. Uh, in fact, we might have been talking that they were uh, tooting their horn, that they were hiring a lot of uh, staff at that time, but what they were hiring wasn't going to be replacing the anticipated uh, uh, amount of individuals that were leaving through retirement and just normal transition. So even though they had a big incentive or initiation to try to uh, bring in uh, more talent and uh, fortify their ranks, they ended up uh, losing instead of gaining. And um, like I mentioned, they were at pre-2010 levels. Mm-hmm. And and so is this uh, is this sort of a pilot program or is this actually in effect right now, and um, this is uh, fully in force? It went into effect a couple of months ago, and um, it, uh, I've already heard through the grapevine that one of the four companies is having a little bit of trouble following the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which they must abide by, and uh, have been getting a lot of complaints from taxpayers about their uh, collection tactics. 
Um, mm. it, the practice of having outside collection agents uh, work for the government is not uh, new to our Illinois residents because the Illinois Department of Revenue utilizes a couple of agencies outside the Illinois Department of Revenue. But uh, fortunately for the United States taxpayers, uh, unlike Illinois, the the uh, taxpayer that has an account in collection that goes out to an outside agency in Illinois, there the attorney or the collection cost gets added on to the bill. Whereas for the federal government, the um, liability remains what it is on the government books, and the agency takes their fee out of that amount. So um, the individual taxpayer behind isn't penalized, but uh, in, all, in total, all citizens or taxpayers are penalized a little bit, but that's a little bit of the cost of collection. Okay, and that's, that's a great distinction there. So just to, to be clear, uh, on the federal side, whatever amount you owe, if you fall into this collection process, you're not going to owe any more. There's no additional fines and fees. It's, it's a cost that comes out of doing business on the IRS side. Correct. Okay. Now, I, I'm going to ask a couple questions here, and, and since this is so new and maybe there's not a lot of information, you can certainly say we just don't don't know yet. Um, but one, the uh, first part is, is this um, the objective to collect past due taxes from individual taxpayers, corporations, or both? And then is there a certain way you fall into this category? Is there a certain um, amount you have to owe before you would go into this or a certain period of time you've been delinquent or is it just sort of a random process that people are being drawn? Uh, it is a function of the IRS's collection inventory. They're farming out cases that they know, they the IRS know that they will not be able to have the manpower to work, but they believe based on their statistics that the the account is still somewhat uh, collectible, so they are farming out ones that they know that no human at the IRS would be picking up to work. So instead of letting those files sit dormant and possibly uh, expire because the IRS only has 10 years to collect on a certain tax year, they've... Um, implemented this practice of uh, engaging for collection agencies. Now, if someone is contacted by one of these agencies, is that the route to go then, or can they still go back and, and try and pay through other means? Or w once you're in this, this uh, uh, kind of realm, you have to follow through the process with the agency? Uh, no, you are not bound with the uh, collection agency, and our office would recommend that you uh, – uh, write a letter to have the account transferred back to the IRS to try to deal with the IRS uh, directly, either through uh, offer and compromise or an installment agreement or uh, possibly bankruptcy if uh, it's appropriate based on other debts or where the tax liability is with respect to the individual. Yeah, and that's a, I'm going to follow up on a couple of points there, um, one of which, you know, this sort of reminded me that there's a lot of uh, tax scams out there right now. So first of all, if someone gets a call or a letter from someone saying they're from one of these agencies, I, I assume they would at least want to verify that. But um, I want to talk about the installment agreements, too, because you've mentioned that in the past. And for our listeners, we're, we're talking to Attorney Tim Hughes, a, a partner at Lavelle Law today, and uh, 
he's he's got several decades of experience on legal matters related to taxes and and bankruptcy, which we just heard too. We're going to follow up on that. Um, but a lot you can learn about Tim at LavelleLaw.com. Uh, he and his colleagues have articles, videos, podcasts, uh, plenty of information on these topics. So uh, take some time to visit LavelleLaw.com because we're not going to get to everything today. But, um, Tim, you, you mentioned installment agreements, and uh, we've talked about those in the past. Kind of refresh us on what those are and, and why it might be a good way to go when you have a, a past due amount. Well, an installment agreement allows the taxpayer to address their liability in hopefully a format that is comfortable with their budget. If they don't have the funds to full pay the um, liability, they can either do a partial installment agreement where they make payments till the expiration of the installment agreement or till the expiration of the statute of limitations in effect pay some percentage less than 100% on that liability, or that installment agreement can then be used to uh, springboard into an offer and compromise if there's not too much equity in other assets or the taxpayer just wants to wrap up uh, an install or a liability sooner than letting the uh, installment agreement go on and forever or for 10 years, I shouldn't say forever, and um, uh, it may seem like forever. That's why you would choose to look into um, uh, offer and compromise or bankruptcy. But to go on to the first point you mentioned about tax scams, uh, scammers are out there and are very aggressive, and this collection agency um, assignment is a basis for them to come in and impersonate somebody on behalf of the IRS because the scammers aren't shy or uh, afraid of trying to impersonate an IRS agent. So they will try to do uh, their scams through this third party or imitating this third party. But Mm -hmm. if it's a true collection agency, the taxpayer should, one, receive a letter from the IRS saying, Dear Taxpayer, your account uh, next month will be transferred to ABC or XYZ or somebody in between. And then there should be an introductory letter from ABC or XYZ saying, we now have your case, contact us to discuss a resolution. And, and as you mentioned, really a good first step there was before you contact them, contact a, a tax attorney who might help you navigate some of the different options. And I am curious to um, can, can taxpayers claim some form of hardship in, in terms of what they owe, or once you owe the IRS, you you've got to kind of find a way to at least make some settlement with them? No, uh, we've helped a lot of clients uh, or taxpayers have their account placed into what's called currently uncollectible, which from the description of that title sounds like a hardship, and that's what it is, saying that right now, the taxpayer is down on their luck, and they can't uh, make uh, a payment towards the old liability that they're struggling to put food on their table, keep the lights on, and stay current. Because the goal for the IRS is, you know, not to have a taxpayer keep reoccurring uh, tax debt, that they isolate, contain the liability, and get back on the straight and narrow, and have no current or future liabilities. So if paying on the old stuff will jeopardize staying current, then the account should be p- placed in currently uncollectible. 
but from that description of that title, it's kind of just a, uh, a Band-Aid approach. It's not a solution to the matter unless if you are put into currently uncollectible for 10 years in a row, in which case then the statute of limitations will run. And just, just a minute or two left here, but we have talked, and I referenced your background in dealing with bankruptcies as well, um, are there different types of tax debt that can or cannot be claimed in a bankruptcy? Do you not get full protection, or is it an option? Bankruptcy can be an option to discharge uh, taxes. Uh, employment or trust fund taxes cannot be discharged. That's where the taxpayer is acting as a fiduciary for the government in collecting taxes. So that tax debt will not be able to be discharged in the seven, but for most individuals, they're concerned about their 1040 personal income tax, and that can be discharged if the uh, tax year, and it's by year, it's not just a look at the taxpayer and see what their total debt is, it's by each individual year. So some may be dischargeable, some may not, but they have to meet a four-part test with uh, I'll go over it real quickly, but we won't go into any uh, real detail on it. The tax year has to be older than three years. The return has to be filed more than two years prior to the bankruptcy filing. The IRS has to make an assessment of that tax 240 days before filing, and the accrual of the tax liability can't be a pattern of fraud to evade taxes. And uh, I'll give you a quick plug there in the uh, Lavelle Law website, lavellelaw.com, uh, under the bankruptcy page. There is a, a little uh, online form that uh, people can fill out that might give them some guidance uh, relative to bankruptcy and eligibility, and that's uh, uh, something they should look at as well. Right, let's wrap things up on the tax topic here. Again, uh, IRS now going to third-party outside agencies, and uh, with a few seconds left here, Tim, that letter arrives, you get the notice, um, next steps should be what for the average taxpayer then? Uh, get it out of that collection agency's hands and back into the IRS. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to uh, let you go and uh, appreciate your time. As always, Tim, great to talk to you, and thanks to everyone who uh, took a little time much. to listen today. We'll uh, send uh, Tim on his way. And a reminder, LavelleLaw.com is a great place to visit. Um, there's a lot of past podcasts on topics like this as well as detailed articles. And, and Tim does publish a, uh, a monthly newsletter on taxes for those of you who are interested. If you want to follow up, 847-705-7555. Tim can take a little more time than uh, we have time for here each week on our podcast. And we'll look forward to talking to you again on an upcoming edition.